Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, welcome to the Quarterback Magic Cheers episode. Okay, Magic Cheers, if you played it as a kid, last man standing, wins the game, or gal, whatever you want. But it's boring season, the Super Bowl's over, there's a dry period between the draft and the Super Bowl, so anytime anyone goes on record or has an interview Reporters just want to be hot takes, you know, clickbait. It's pretty much clickbait season for all the uh, main main places, right? Like ESPN, Yahoo, any any uh, human on the Twitter Twitter sphere just want to make some shit up. But anyways, I wanted to kind of get to it. This is the whole reason I created the podcast is there's a lot of made up things. Like this guy will be traded here. They don't know how to read a salary cap. They don't even need to because people are like, oh my gosh, Russ – Wilson say he doesn't like to be hit. Well, he holds on to the ball too long, ladies and gentlemen. Watch the games. Understand, um, you know, where he is. But anyways, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to break a couple quarterbacks down where I think they can go and they actually financially make sense and value for both teams, right? So Russ Wilson, I'm going to talk a little bit about Deshaun Watson, probably overplayed, but literally legit places they can go to. Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick, and Sam Darnold, and then Mitch Trubisky. You might ask me why I'm going to go to them because they intercept with teams that I like, hence the Bears, but also intercept just a little bit about where the market is for these type of quarterbacks. So Russ Wilson, obviously everyone's like, oh, he wants to be traded and whatnot. I think Russ has changed a little bit, right? I think he's changed. If you remember, he was just a cute story, you know, going out with his, you know, uh, baseball player, went from NC State to Wisconsin, had a high school sweetheart, and then, you know, Fast forward to now, he's married to a pop superstar. He has kids. He's doing a lot in the community. He always has a good-hearted guy. Um, but slowly but surely, he's coming out a little bit more, right? Starting to do a little bit more, it seems like. He went from just wearing regular clothes to now he's a fashion guru. And you can just check this. You can just see what is happening. It happens when you get money um, and you, you get a little clout, the kids would say these days. You know, things change. I'm not saying Russ Wilson wants to be traded today, nor could he really with his cap hit. But I do believe eventually he's going to do, you know, and move to a big market. Now, one of the things that people forget is Russ wanted Antonio Brown. Now, Antonio Brown scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl, but you just saw that he was just like, wow, Tom Brady was able to come in, get Fournette, be able to get Antonio Brown. Um he has be able to bring back Gronk. And I feel like that kind of affected Russ more than anyone because he kind of wants to be the guy in charge making the decisions. And I'm sure he is in some shape or form. I mean, he does have Carson, Metcalf, and Lockett. And his offensive line, he had a third-round draft pick down there. Um, his offensive line, no training camp, guys, no preseason games. They played pretty decently. Russ has always held the ball too long, I think. And – in addition, people want to be like, well, they're a running team. You know, let Russ cook. Well, ladies and gentlemen, he was throwing the ball twice as much as he was running the ball the last, like, seven, eight games of the season, and they actually often sucked. So I think Russ needs to be kind of protected for that play action, which you see all his highlights from the running game. But I do believe eventually um, Russ is going to have a Tom Brady moment. He's never going to be Tom Brady. No one is, guys. They have, he has seven rings. Get to seven Super Bowls, and you know, that'll be a great career. But um, I do believe he'll go to a big market, and the reason is I just believe with his with his where he wants to do. And, and you know, not to be rude to Seattle, but 
you're in Seattle. It rains all the time. New York, a team like, I don't think necessarily maybe Chicago, but New York, I would say any of the California teams, those could be intriguing in the future. His contract is super hard for him to really trade. I mean, I guess you could make anything work in today's day and age to, you know, but the cap hit against uh, the Seahawks would just be devastating. I do believe that like there was a trade online that actually kind of made sense to go to the Jets, but I do believe he'll, he'll be trading a little bit. But the couple of questions I had, like teams that really caught to me is like, would you trade Deshaun Watson straight up for Russ? If you're the Texans, of course. You have to call him. Like, hey, will you just trade Russ? Um, that, w- that would be kind of intriguing, right? Russ is like those stand-up guy. I don't know if he has a trade clause. So I don't know if he can go to Houston. I didn't find that out because I don't have all the uh, T's and C's of his contract. But then what about Russ to Las Vegas, right? So one thing about Russ Wilson, he just run, won the Walter Payton Award, which means, you know, obviously he gives a lot of time, money, and energy to impact the community. He, he's a great guy. I mean, you could just look at him. I mean, he, he checks all the boxes. So why I would say the Texans in Las Vegas is they need someone, you know, kind of to set the franchise on fire. Now, Las Vegas, they haven't had a game in their stadium with fans yet. So I think he could just, you know, be able to, uh, put them on another level. Plus it's kind of like a, a market that could be bigger. Right. And in addition, um, car going to, uh, Seattle would be giving them someone feasible and also a uh, contract, be able to work with the salary cap. Also, like I said, there was one Russ going to the, to the jets, like a couple picks all over the place. Uh, a lot of first round picks, Sam Darnold, all that stuff, but really realistically, ladies and gentlemen, he's not going anywhere, but in the future, you will see. I do not see Russ Wilson retiring at a, as a Seahawk. Uh, I do believe him and his agent eventually go to a bigger market. I just that's what I believe. Okay, so I just want you to know you don't even need to read those stories. Click on that story. He's not going anywhere. Okay, he's at least for the Seahawks the next two years. So if he if he goes, I'll go on record and say I'm an idiot. I mean I'm beyond that. But now I want to go to a more intriguing person. Then we'll go into Deshaun Watson. But I, I think that Mitch Trubisky, right, has came out today, hey, he doesn't want to sign with the Bears. Okay, if anyone has any insight, which I have a friend of a friend that actually has a decent insight, I'm not going to um, – that, that, that talks to Mitch Trubisky. Uh, he's aired out some dirty laundry. Mitch does not want to play here. He does not – I mean, he's kept his mouth shut. Um, unless the, the Bears go on and offer him $15 million, he's leaving. And what he should do – and I think what he will do is end up going signing for like a one-year, $5 million contract, but going somewhere with a strong coaching staff. And what I mean by that, I think he's going to go to teams like this. The 49ers, who came out supposedly they're going to they're gonna stick with Jimmy G. And that might be because they're trying to get some sort of interest in him. But I think he would go there, work with Shanahan, uh, be a backup. I would also say the Ravens. Robert Griffin III, I don't know what his thing is, but if you got Mitch Trubisky, probably a little bit. He's got it. He's athletic. can throw the ball, work for hardball. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, I don't even know who their backup is. Um, but going behind there, playing for Sean McDermott, um, great coach. Obviously, they've seen a lot of growth in, in, in Josh Allen in the last year. I would also say the Patriots, you go work with uh, – Josh Daniel McDaniels, 
Um, or he goes to the Saints and he works with Sean Payton. So that's where I think he's going to go. 49ers, Ravens, Bills, Pats, or Saints, one year, $5 million. I think he wants to go somewhere, kind of build up the confidence, but not only that, learn. I, I think that Matt Nagy and the coaching staff did a poor job. Now, Mitch wasn't perfect. Mitch actually probably was, you know, he didn't leave, live up to his potential. I mean, we, we set him up for failure anyways, uh, you know, booing him the minute he got drafted, rightfully so, to be honest with you. He was kind of drafted way over where he should have been, I believe. Um, and, you know, obviously history shows that, uh, you know, everyone that hated that pick was kind of right. But nevertheless, I think Mitch signs with, a, you know, kind of a contender as a backup. I, I don't think he should go sign somewhere and play right away. I don't think he's been taught the correct way. I don't think his development kind of take that path and get a Teddy Bridgewater or Teddy contract or, or even that. Just, you know, build up your confidence, your knowledge, work on your weaknesses. Because I honestly think he could be the next Ryan Tannehill. I know no one would roll in their eyes. I watched Mitch for four years. He sucks. Well, so did Tannehill. Go look. Tannehill wasn't good. Coaching staff sucked. He had Adam Gase. I mean, Matt Nagy's going to go down as that. Um, Sam Darnold, a lot of people are throwing that out there. I think Sam Darnold stays put unless unless the Jets go go after, uh, you know, make a big splash where it doesn't seem that way. It seems like, you know, they, they want to see what they have with Sam Darnold. So with all the COVID restrictions, you know, the coaching staff doesn't get access to work out with these guys as much. So some things are going to be a little bit, slower than normally. I don't think anyone's just going to go out and make these picks. The new coaching staff and the Jets want to know, hey, what is Sam Darnold coming out of college? Was it just Adam Gase as a horrible coach? We'll find out. Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick, if I had to flip a coin, if I got both of them, I think 50% of my brain thinks one of those two guys might be the starters for the Bears if the Bears don't make a big trade, which I don't believe they will. And you might be rolling your eyes, which rightfully so you should. But I think Jameis Winston wants a real opportunity to start. I know that, you know, everyone's going to link him to Sean Payton and the Saints, but it's like the Saints have horrible salary cap issues, okay? They're literally in the dumps. And unless they sign him to a back-end contract, like a three-year contract where he's getting, I don't know, $20 million in year three, $15 million, and then like three this year or something. They have to work it out where it works, or they're going to have to get rid of one of their big players or do all these salary cap magic, what I like to say. And if you you saw there was some big news on an offensive lineman, he converted his salary into a signing bonus, and hence it opened up like $6 million uh, in salary cap for the Packers. So some of this shit might be boring to you. So just, but the, the real realistic, I think Fitzpatrick and Winston, and the reason why is I think they just, you know, are kind of developed. They're going to, you know, both be risky as hell. But I think at, at this point, I don't believe that the Bears ownership is giving, uh, you know, any of these, giving Ryan Pace uh, the keys to go out and trade the future for, uh, you know, a Watson or even a Sam Darnold. I just don't believe they're going to allow him to get rid of that capital because I don't believe they trust in them. And you could sign uh, Winston and, and Ryan Fitzpatrick on a one-year deal and, and try to hope to goodness that the uh, the defense steps up and makes some shit happen. But it's probably not what you want to hear from a Bears fan, but the reality is I wouldn't be surprised if one of those two. 
Uh, and that's just why. And you'd be like, why? It's because they're going to throw the ball around. They're somewhat got their minds together. And the other thing is Jameis Winston, man, he got a new set of eyes, guys. You might have forgot. If you go look at any of him playing, he's always squinting back from his Florida State games. He got LASIK. I got LASIK. The shit works. All right. Now, the big name. Okay. Um, and, and the other thing is, I would I, uh, the other name I will throw in there for the Bears is if the 49ers somehow manipulated a trade, which I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about teams that need a quarterback where they are real quick. I, I think that the 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 49ers can make it work, right? So the 49ers can, you know, the 49ers make a move. The Bears would maybe be able to grab Jimmy G. Now I'm just saying. I mean, maybe Jimmy G doesn't intrigue you. He's from Illinois. Um, you know, he's either gets cut. And then the, the, the Bears can go out and sign him. I think that's best case scenario, honestly, for where the Bears are. Now, if I'm the GM, I'm trying to go out and, and get a guy like Watson or go out and make a big splash um, if I can. Now, you've got some bad salary issues, too. But it's not like you're just like, oh, I want him. I'm going to trade the next six you know, first-round picks. You don't want to do that. You, you, you Historically... Deshaun Watson in Houston sucked this year. Okay, you have no wide receivers. So you just got to keep this stuff in mind. And um, you, you don't want to just forego your future and not be able to put anything around uh, Watson um, from a football standpoint too. But you can get rid of, you know, how you open up some of that to get even a G, Jimmy G contract. So, because if you go look, guys, just so you know, this will bore you, but we're a half, the Bears are half a million dollars negative in the salary cap. So you'd have to get rid of some salary. So one of the things is Allen Robinson, he's gone. That free stuff up. Jimmy Graham, Nick Foles, Hakeem Hicks, Miller, and Buster. Um, so Nick Foles, you, 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 you would have to trade him. You couldn't cut him. You'd have to trade him. Um, but I believe if you trade him and do it right, it, it could in return – work uh for your benefit there is a like ten and a half ten million dollar hit from a dead cap standpoint but i believe you can manipulate that where you pay over the next couple years um also another name that i brought up is jimmy graham i mean jimmy graham you you would save seven million dollars in salary just by cutting him uh he'll be cut regardless i think if the bears make a move i just believe that with uh with the future um, and then Buster, you're saving about $3 million from him. Hakeem Hicks, uh, you're saving. And Anthony Miller, Anthony Miller is going to save you like $1.3 million. I know that might not sound, um, you know, wow, Tim, 1.3, but it actually, you know, is going to do uh, quite a bit. And then if you get rid of Hicks or, or renegotiate his contract some shape or form, you save about $10.5 million. So really you're looking at like, you know, I believe if I did my math right, like $17, $18 million, you'll be able to free up by – you have to get rid of Foles. So you have to trade him. Jimmy Graham, you cut. Hicks, you cut. Miller, Anthony Miller, he's obviously immature as hell. If you looked at his development, he had splashes, but it's obviously his mind is not in the right place. Coaching staff put him in the doghouse a few times. Peace, buddy. Um, and then uh, – Buster, our cornerback, you know, saving three and a half million dollars there in the cornerback position, I think is good. All right. Now, where do I honestly, with no hot takes, 
Deshaun Watson. He's the hottest name. Everyone's talking about it, blah, 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 blah. But realistically, there's really only three teams that he could possibly go to, I think. Now, the Houston Texans, you got to keep in mind, have made nothing but head-scratching decisions, okay? The one thing is, I guess you give J.J. Watt, you try to show face and say, hey, we did him a favor. J.J. Watt was going to get cut anyway. You probably should have held on to him, seeing if you could have got like a six-round pick and just traded him away. I guess what you're trying to do is show face to other NFL players because um, – because of the, the Watson relationship, everyone wants to talk about Hopkins. I mean, Hopkins, um, I heard a story that is uh, true is my man at the combine put shit all over the walls, like poop. So like that that's insane to me. I guess that kind of talks a little bit about the character. Um, uh, because, I mean, he, he obviously did this at the combine at your biggest uh, – at your biggest um, job interview, uh, you know, Hopkins is going to, uh, you know, put over there and, and I guess he did, you know, put poop on the hotel walls and all that stuff. I had no idea um, what the hell the guy was thinking. But also, I feel like Bill O'Brien, who's who's going to, you know, um, win now a national championship for for everyone that doesn't know, he, he's in Alabama. Um so uh, I'm also typing in this little poop story. So uh, yeah, trashed hotel room at Combine belonged to uh, Hopkins and Mark Harrison. Okay, uh, the the whole whole room was you know reportedly trashed. Um, no material damage, like broken furniture or anything, but there was urine and feces scattered around the bathroom, toothpaste on the mirror, um, garbage just all over, and it's like. You know, this is back in 2013, but like, damn. I mean, if you follow it, um, Hopkins has proved just in Arizona. Um, and I know I'm going on a tangent, but like, obviously the guy's like a coach, you know, practice. It's like, dude, your your first year in Arizona, Kyle, uh, Kyler Murray is a, you know, a younger quarterback. You need to be practicing. You need to kind of showcase that, dude. You're the highest paid wide receiver in the league. Um, but anyway, so Bill O'Brien gets kind of a bad rap and, and I think the Texans are just kind of trying to show face cause they obviously got kicked in the teeth. Um, but you know, honestly, Hopkins has had some issues for quite some time. You just go back and look at that guy. Um, so I, I actually was like, they were probably just at their, at the end of the tunnel. I can't deal with this guy. So, I mean, people could say what they want, but Bill O'Brien's been a pretty decent football guy. You look at his career, he's turned around a couple programs. Penn State. I mean, Houston, he, he did, you know, do a pretty good job with them. But back to Deshaun Watson. I apologize for a little tangent. Um, Patriots. I honestly believe that the Texans being so unique uh, and just kind of like, man, we're not getting what we want. Or I feel like they just like make head scratching decisions. Hence, they bring everyone. They have this obsession anyways, it seems like with the Patriots because they keep hiring people. But it I know this is a surprise team, and you're like, well, Tim, listen, the Patriots have salary cap to take on Watson, which has to be a key. Okay, that's first and foremost. Also, they got the 15th pick this year and the 47th, so they would get rid of both of them. They would get rid of the 2022 pick and the 2023rd pick, first-round picks. Now, if you look historically, the Patriots haven't done a great job with first-round picks, but the key thing is here. They get three first-round picks, okay, which has been, you know, 
the, the going rate. And then also they get a second round pick this year. So I do believe that that could be a surprise team. Now, would the Texans trade into a team in the division? Then they'd have to see Watson twice a year for the next, you know, five, six years of his career. I don't know. That would probably be idiotic, but that's why I said it would be a surprise team. And what Houston does doesn't surprise me um, just with the president, you know, with just people that used to be there that are all gone. And now they're bringing in, you know, the, the crazy guy from the Patriots that was not really a personnel guy, but now he has a personnel job at the Texans for quite some time. But the more realistic non-surprise teams would be the Dolphins, which I think make 100% sense for Houston. You go out there, you you take, you know, um, Houston and Miami, right? Houston would get two up. They would get a bunch of picks. Um, they would obviously, Tua seems like he's, you know, more of a quiet leader. Um, you know, gets the job done. You have a younger asset you could build around, uh, especially you're going to be in rebuilding here is the Texans. And I feel like Miami, they have a defense. They want to win now. They bring on a guy like uh, Watson and, you know, they can make a run at this. So I, I do believe that, you know, the picks and the young player would work. That makes the most sense. But the Texans don't do everything that makes sense. Um, and then the other team is that I, I actually have a trade. One of the things that you'll see with Watson last year, if you watched any Houston Texans games, and you probably didn't, but the Bears fans, we, we watched them play, right? Beat them. But the crazy thing is that the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers would make sense because they'd be able to give up the eighth pick. They would be able to take the salary and move the salary, getting rid of Teddy Bridgewater, which would give a serviceable quarterback back to the Texans. They would also be able to offer a first in 2022. And then in addition, they'd be able to give Robbie Anderson because you have Will Fuller, who's a free agent and who knows if he's going to want to, I mean, he is restricted in some shape or form, but who knows if he wants to sign back with Houston and who knows if Houston wants it. Plus you can get Robbie Anderson for one year left on his contract. I think he's making 10 million. So pretty, pretty serviceable. Why do you go out and sign Will Fuller anyway to like a four-year, $70 million contract when you're rebuilding, right? That would make no sense, and you don't really have a quarterback of the future. But you'd be able to get t Teddy. Uh, you'd also be able to get Robbie Anderson, and you get two first-round picks. Maybe you throw in the 40th pick, too, from the Carolina Panthers. So here's would be the trade. Watson goes to Carolina. Obviously got a lot of younger players. Um I know Samuel's a free agent, so they would have to, you know, probably want to keep him around. Um, they have the other good wide receiver, and I can't think of his name. He, he's been pretty, uh, pretty serviceable. They got McCaffrey, people forgot. They got a, you know, younger offensive lineman with some veterans. Their defense is getting better. Uh, they had a lot of draft picks last year. They had a phenomenal draft, but you got to realize most um, draft picks in 2020 – I mean, some of them made a huge impact, but you got to realize they had no training camp again and no preseason, and then they were limited as far as team interaction. That affects things greatly. The learning curve was dubbed down this year. COVID affected a lot of stuff. But then what does Texas get, or the Texans, not Texas, Texans get for Watson. They would get the eighth pick. 
right? Here's the final proposal. Eighth pick, 40th pick, which is a second round pick for Carolina. Teddy. And they get a first round pick in 2022 and Robbie Anderson. I think that's a, a very good trade. If you want to be competitive, you're not too bad. I know Teddy had a horrible year. Um, but be able to, you know, be able to make a pretty fair trade. So, I, like I said, I think the Dolphins make the most sense for both teams. I do believe they can, you know, the picks and the younger player. But the Panthers are, are the second place I think that he could end up. Not in the division. Um, go to a team like the NFC, get out of there. You don't have to see him much. And you're able to get, you know, two serviceable players, three draft picks, two first-round picks are part of that. So, and then... We want to go to the name that everybody on Twitter. First of all, I want to just break something down. If you're a Bears fan, every single quarterback with a heartbeat has been linked to the team. Oh, we're going after Carson Wentz. It's going to be done. Everybody, it's hot take season. Like I said when I started the show, everyone wants to say this or that, blah, blah, blah. Listen, Carson Wentz has, has won. Um, the Eagles just are losing their mind. They're showing their cards. They're saying – you know, now it came out that, you know, the one thing is that people got to realize is you already said you're getting rid of the guy in a sense. Two, Hertz is already working out with the wide receivers. Now, I would do it to this. Everyone wants to be like, well, Carson Wentz sucked in 2020, Tim. He sucked. And I would agree with that. He played piss poor. I also will say Doug Peterson coached piss poor. I also want to tell you one thing that I'm looking up right now is because I couldn't even say this is um, who are the wide receivers that actually played in 2020 for the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles? Now you're going to go to, you're, you're, you're going to be like, well, Tim, they had Deshaun Jackson. Okay. Old as shit. Didn't really play. Okay. They did have um, Elshon Jeffries, horrible, not the same player, trash. They had Greg Ward. Okay. Greg Ward. I guess, okay, serviceable. Um, they did have Jalen um, Rager out of uh, TCU. But like I said, wide receivers, he, he probably had a tough time with the playbook. He was supposed to be like a, 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 he was supposed to be like a speed guy. But then, you know, he, he didn't catch, uh, I mean, he averaged, what, 6.5 a catch, okay? So really what I'm getting at is this. He didn't have huge weapons. So, like, I know all the Bears fans are like, oh, I want him to come here. I want him to come here. It's like, dude, if you don't have any weapons around anyone, they're going to suck. You need time to, to build something with them. And in addition, between Peterson and the lack of weapons, I think Carson, Carson Wentz got a bad rap. Now, the one thing is that people are going to forget I hope you didn't forget is Carson Wentz when they when they won the Super Bowl came out that Carson Wentz was kind of a unique character. I'm not saying he has a bad character. I don't know the guy, but people were go back and look at articles. People were bitching um, about him, you know, not being a great teammate, and he had like one of his best years that year when they were when they were crying. So I don't know if his leadership is questioned, but we don't need another talented guy that can't lead. You know, or, or, is, or is not a true winner. So that's one thing I want to keep. And I will say this, just pulling up these stats, you're hearing all the background noise, is the damn ESPN market so much to you. All I want to do is look at this dude's stats. Now, 
if you listen to the last episode, which, you know, I don't know if you did or not, but we've never had a quarterback throw for 30 touchdowns. Um, Carson Wentz is only 28 years old, and he's thrown for 30 touchdowns in 2017. Um, and he threw for 27 in 2019. Now, it's not 30, and I understand that. But look, he had in, in 2017, seven interceptions. 2018, seven interceptions. 2019, seven interceptions. Now, he had 15 and threw for 16. They look like Jameis Winston numbers, not necessarily Carson Wentz. But Carson Wentz, I'm starting to come on. He, he, was a, he was a serviceable guy. I really would interview all his teammates. I would interview... Other coaches, obviously the Bears have one on there, but I would really do my homework before, before um, you know, trying to make a play for him. But like I said, the Eagles have came out. They haven't received a first-round pick uh, offer for him. He comes with a big salary. Um, he obviously coming off a bad year. The Eagles don't want him. They want to move forward. So the Eagles really don't have a lot of leverage here. And in addition um, – as a Bears fan, I just don't know if the ownership allows a trade like that. But if they do, I mean, offer him the 20th pick and Nick Foles and call it a day, honestly. Offer him that and a third-round pick because they have no leverage. They haven't even received the first-round pick. You do it. First, who are you getting at the 20th pick? You should draft an offensive lineman, but we'll talk about that in a later um, a later, a later, later time. But want to want to clean up. Where do I think Carson Wentz is going to go? I honestly believe that he's going to be traded – uh, to the Colts. I mean, I know it's made sense from day one, but um, the salary cap is there with Rivers leaving and uh, Jacob Brissett. Uh, he's gone too from the Colts, so they just have one. You know, they have the uh, they have Jacob uh, Easton from um, Washington. Uh, he used to be the former Georgia quarterback. If you followed college football, long story short, it's probably boring your ears, but He's going to go to the Colts, I think. They'll make a pick for him. But, yeah, from the Bears, maybe you just offer two second-round picks in Nick Foles. I, I don't know um, if, if you really want him. I don't think Carson Wentz – I know he got a bad rap, ladies and gentlemen, but you got to realize two things. 2020 was different. This guy has performed at a high level. Now, the other thing is he does come with some risk. He's been banged up in injuries. But – I know this is going to be hard to swallow, but Carson Wentz would come in as the best quarterback probably ever to put a Bears jersey on. Now, you're like, wow, Tim, Tim, this. I would say most talented then. You don't want to say the best because obviously there's stats and everything, but talent-wise, Carson Wentz. I'm saying if the, if, if the draft, if you can make the move and it could be not handicap you um, from a, you know, from a draft capital standpoint or from a team standpoint, I think you make it work. I mean, shit, add, give up uh, your second round pick, Anthony Miller and Nick Foles. I mean, who else? The Eagles could hold on to him. But like I said, Hertz is working out with the wide receivers right now. Carson doesn't want to be there. Every one of his teammates already questioned his, his leadership before in years past. He wants a trade. I mean, you're up against the wall. I, I feel like, the Eagles are in a way worse spot than Watson uh, yelling about him wanting to get traded. So now last thing is, if you're still listening, which I hope you are, um, is teams that need a quarterback. These are teams to look forward to. Don't believe all the hype you hear about the other things. 
teams that need a quarterback. Here's our teams that are don't have a starting quarterback right now. I'm going to list off, and I'm not going to list off the Jacksonville Jaguars because they're getting the number one pick um, in, in Trevor. But then also, uh, I'm going to the second set of teams are quarterbacks that can necessarily or teams that need a quarterback, but either have salary cap issues or are kind of on the fence with old quarterbacks. Here's people that need them. And this is no surprise. 37 years going on number 38, the Chicago Bears. Now you've got a competitive team that won 11 and 5, the Indianapolis Colts, the Patriots, Cam, you gone. Um, so the Patriots need a quarterback, the Jets, but they do have a high pick. Like I said, they still have Sam Darnold if they're happy, but they probably need to move forward with all of them. I feel like Sam Darnold, Mitch Trubisky in the same boat. The Washington Redskins, I was going to say, man, would Carson Wentz, you know, be able to fit in there, but that's an in-division trade. I don't believe the Eagles do that. Also, in addition, Ron Rivera, um, is about leadership, is about, um, you know, that I think that might hurt Carson Wentz. I don't know Carson Wentz. I'm just saying, like, based on if you go back and listen, you know, he's it's been questioned. Um, and then you got the Panthers. Uh, the Carolina Panthers have a young team. They're in a win-now mode. Um, you know, they lost, like, what, six games on one possession. If they had a serviceable quarterback, I think that changes and they make the playoffs. So Carolina maybe comes at you as a surprise. But, again, teams that need a quarterback, really bad. Does not include the Jacksonville Jaguars, Bears, Colts, Patriots, Jets, Washington, and the Panthers. Now, here's some teams that, you know, um, that would also, uh, you know, depending on what they're going to do. Obviously, the Steelers, I think Big Ben and the Steelers are going to, I think Big Ben's like, hey, you know, maybe he'll take less money this year and try to build a team. Uh, you know, around him on an offensive side of the ball because they got a, you know, they're losing Juju. Um, so you got Atlanta with Matt Ryan. Who knows what they're going to do? Is this aging question mark if they trade him or, you know, wouldn't be surprised if a, if a team like, you know, the Bears went out or the Colts and made a play for Matt Ryan for a one-year deal or whatever, like a trade where they can get rid of him after next year. Um, he is on contract and comes with a pretty big contract, but Atlanta, you know, what are they doing? Right. Uh, are they sticking with Matt Ryan? Or are they actually with the new coaching staff going to make a change The Steelers? Right. You know, couldn't be surprised if they, if they did something crazy, if big Ben just walked away or if he wants to play, who knows the 49ers with Jimmy G. I mentioned this earlier, Jimmy G staying or going, they do have flexibility around that. Um, I guess they were in with Matthew Stafford. So, so what do they do? Uh, the lions, I know they just traded for Jared Goff, but do they do they just trade so they can make that trade work out, get that that draft capital, or do they think Jared Goff is is the answer? And then the Saints, the Saints are in salary cap issues galore, and I know that people are like, well, Winston's going to sign there. If you're Winston, you didn't even start when Drew Brees was out, so why the hell is he signing there? Does he trust the the, the does one does he trust the coaching staff to have him play, or is he going to be him and Taysom Hill are going to be playing? You know, hey, he's going to play. I'm not going to play. You know, or does he want to go to a situation where he can make a little bit of money? Because right now with the Saints, they have no money. So they have to do something around that. And then in addition, he wants probably somewhere he can be able to have some freedom, throw the rock around. So long story short, there's a lot of bullshit out there that you're going to hear, read, click on in the next coming weeks. Um, like I said, recap for this. Russ ain't going anywhere. Okay. Three years from now, 
three seasons from now, so next season, season 2022, then I do see Russ probably going somewhere. Watson, like I said, most likely, if, if it's best for the league, I think it would be cool for him to go to the Panthers. Um, but the Dolphins make the most sense. And then, you know, pull a feather out of a cap, the Patriots. The Patriots do have everything to mix it. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, long story short, 49ers, Ravens, Bills, Pats, or Saints. I don't believe he goes anywhere where he can start, but he can learn. And I honestly you know, hope for the best for Mitch because I'm not a huge Nagy fan. I think Matt Nagy is the most overrated coach um, just because, like, I feel like as a coach, you should be able to make players better or, um, you know, dub things down to make them successful. And I feel like Matt Nagy actually does the opposite where he's just like, it's my way or the highway. But long story short, hot take, um, hot take seasons on us. So just be careful, ladies and gentlemen, listen to all that hot takes. But I broke down a lot of quarterbacks. Like us, you know, I go, um, you know, wherever my brain, brain takes me. So you, you just hopefully you enjoyed the journey. Um, 37 minutes. I'm out. Go Birds!